From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, freelance on-camera meteorologist and former Weather Channel meteorologist, Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson. All right, well, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast, but if you're watching the video, we're actually, uh, we call it Stormfront Freaks Raw, because what you're getting is you're just getting the raw video of us all getting together, having a good time, and recording the more professional <laughs> raw. audio, right? Uh, so, sort of. So if you're watching <laughs> us, we, we call it raw. We don't edit any of this crap out. You're, you're getting everything. So uh, the bad news is you're getting everything. Uh, none of the everything. real... Yeah. And the good news is you're getting everything, right? So... Um, regardless, uh, thank you for watching or, or listening to the show. We appreciate it. If uh, this is episode 28, by the way, and our guest, uh, we, we call our guest out of the bullpen because we've got a special guest tonight is storm chaser, photojournalist, uh, Connor Clancy. We'll also be discussing storm chaser safety certifications. And of course, our weather fools, weather resources and more. So let's go ahead and introduce our team first. Uh, find out what everybody's drinking for our happy hour, and we'll start up in Minnesota with our Skywarn radio coordinator, <coughs> MJ. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's uh, feeling kind of summery got? up here in Minnesota today, so I've got the what I call the summer nectar. Uh, it's a vodka sour. Oh, <laughs> all right. And that's Looks new. Summer. I don't think we've had that on no, the show yet. No, that's a new one. I think so. Vodka sour is definitely new. And I'm you know, feeling a little summery as well. I'm actually mixing it up a little bit. Uh, I started with uh, what I had the last episode, which is a liney summer shandy, and I've got one. Uh, this is my standby drink uh, for you know a little bit later in the show. But right now, I'm I'm going back to my good old college days of uh, drinking like wine coolers, and there this is go. a Seagram's Calypso Colada. It is pineapple and coconut. It, it tastes like soda. And in all honesty, the alcohol content is pretty much like soda, too. It only comes in. And- <laughs> yeah, 3. Oh, is it like a pina colada? Is it like a pina colada? It's a, yeah, it's coconut. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Would you, it's delicious, but it's like soda. Would you like an umbrella with that? <laughs> Phil, I people would. in college drink Natty Lights pretty much exclusively. <laughs> 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 They're possible. They're carbonated. I don't, I don't know when you went to college. because That was back in my day. Wow. That was back in my day. All right. Uh, uh, oh, and I've, I got to quick say this because uh, I wanted to use this moment. So I had a chance this past weekend uh, to meet our friend William Cole with Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. Right. Right. So I was down yeah. in Oklahoma. I met William. He showed me the studio and everything. It was awesome. Sorry, you couldn't make it, Brady. Uh, but get so, this. Uh, so so we, we were talking about how, um, you know, are, are you? I asked him if he was getting any comments from his viewers. Like, are you getting any comments? Good show. Things they want to see different. He's like, you know, no, it's it's funny because we get lots of people watching and listening to us. And we were talking about how, you know, we, we're not getting a lot of comments from people. So we don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. We just know a lot of people are watching and, and listening. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know, because most of the time people comment, it's because they want to bitch about something. But <laughs> <laughs> we want good comments. So, number one, it's my plea to our listeners and viewers. 
uh, send us an email. Send if you're watching us on Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV, uh, send William an email and let us know. Do you like the show? What it is you like about the show? Uh, because that helps us. It helps encourage us to, uh, or maybe find if there's something else we can be doing that you guys would like. But anyway, uh, I said, you know, we get all this stuff, and I was talking about YouTube. I said we get the best viewer comments from those that watch us live on YouTube in the chat box. And he goes, he goes, you know what's funny? He says, my mom loves you guys, <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she watches you guys on YouTube. Thanks, oh, so Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Know. There you go. Uh, I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking, number one, it's funny that William's mom chooses to watch <laughs> us on YouTube and not her own son's app. <laughs> right? I think that's funny. So, hi, William's mom. Uh, but number two, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried are we becoming the podcast your mom loves to watch? <laughs> there you go. Great. Great. Like everybody's mom loves us. Great. Now so, you're going to start yeah, swearing, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> because, you know, you know, uh, Phil, yeah. as you plea for people to encourage us, there's also people out there who are going, don't encourage them. Be afraid. So anyway, I had to share that story. Uh, Dina is our uh, weather producer with the Weather Channel down in Atlanta. What are you drinking tonight? All right. I'm excited about this drink. I've been planning this drink for oh, a few sweet. months because a few months. It's, yes, it is She's a celebration it. of the no. greatest movie ever being released tomorrow. Can you guess? Oh, it's wonderful! Sharknado. If, if I could spin around right now in this room, I would. <laughs> it's called the Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Yes, oh, it's in my yeah. Wonder Woman glass, and I got a Wonder Woman shirt. Oh. You're lucky I didn't show up in the outfit. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Because I have it. My I dare like, you. You're not going to wear the outfit, are you? I, I dare you. Well, now I'm not. <laughs> but it's got it. Like I planned this. I went to the liquor store. I bought all this stuff. It's got like peach schnapps. It's got cranberry juice, pineapple juice, um, a melon liqueur, and they have all kinds of Wonder Woman drinks, like the Golden Lasso. And I'm like, oh my god. Yes. You know, I've actually, I actually heard uh, they they're going to actually cancel the premiere tomorrow because they got Shut such up. bad initial Shut reviews. It's got to go into reshoots. Shut so your dirty mouth. Not, you know, Shut it. The preliminary, right. Make uh, me come down there. All right. Then we got, we got Maz. Uh, Maz is our former TV meteorologist in Cincinnati. What are you drinking tonight, Maz? Is that because I was drinking too much? Is that why I'm farmer? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I, I forgot my I want to be like Phil shirt. And so I'm doing... <laughs> All oh, liney time. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So now you switched up on me. I'm like, okay, I got to get more Very stuff. Good. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then we got Brady, our recent weather grad in Columbus, Ohio. Brady, are you drinking tonight? You're so you know, you I am. I, well, I, you know, I had a couple beers earlier. I uh, went to Arch. <laughs> I, I was pretty yeah, lit. Right. Um, no, I was. Lit. I was. You know, I was. Sober up, man. Oh, duels. Now, now you know. I feel like I'm the most classy one here because I'm having a Tennessee honey whiskey, Jack Daniels, oh, in a oh, wine cool. glass. Which I don't know why. That was the only glass I could find. But it's, it's been like five fast. shots. It's yeah, that is a lot of shots. I yeah. didn't realize. Wonder Woman gonna... drinks still better though. I'm telling you, it, it probably is. I, I think that would get the vote tonight. Um, it's like a James Bond drink. I will. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna. Connor, I'm going to find out what you're, this isn't your formal introduction, Connor, but I know you're joining us with happy hour tonight. So you are up in uh, Philadelphia. What are you drinking? Um, I'm not drinking the uh, F5 IPA from Coop Brewing Company because I forgot to actually buy that when I was in Oklahoma City. Um, I'm actually, I'm repping Southeastern Pennsylvania tonight and I'm drinking uh, Delco Lager by 2SP Brewing Company. 
which is like its name says brewed in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. So, and I'm using my Archer uh, drinking game. Oh, <laughs> Archer. <laughs> Definitely cool name. It up tonight. Cool name, by the way, Connor. Connor McLeod of the McLeod clan. <laughs> now, Connor, are you sure it's not <laughs> Delaware so County, Ohio? Because that's actually the county I live in. So maybe, maybe, you it's know, it. maybe, maybe you it's know, made in both counties. I'm, I'm, um, Aston, Pennsylvania. Mm, Sorry. Okay. It's definitely a PA. Thing. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's get to your formal introduction, Connor, because we uh, we always want to talk to our guests. They don't want to hear us. So, uh, Dina, are you ready to introduce? Our I'm guests? ready. All right. Tonight we welcome Connor Clancy. He is a photographer and storm chaser photojournalist who is based in Philadelphia in the Philadelphia area, and maybe one of the only photographers who holds a BA in theater production and management. Most recently, he has been working on a photojournalism book called Behind the Bear's Cage about the often misunderstood storm chaser. Plus, he's been riding along for the last two years. Initially, he began focusing on live music photography as a music photographer, but later branched out to explore portraits, travel photography, and storms. So, Connor, how did you get... How'd you go from music photographer to storm chasing photographer? That's a great question. It seems <laughs> it doesn't really seem like there's no. any breath in there, does it? <laughs> um, it it came. Uh, I hit a period of time where I felt like I needed to change something, and I had kind of always I was someone who just really concentrated on things that I, I knew I did well, and I didn't really take a, a leap before this and I knew I wanted to get into photojournalism and I thought what's the best what's the best way to do this um there is no best way <laughs> so I uh, was inspired by a New York Times piece about uh a day they had this they run this every once in a while it's called a day in the life and um I thought who who would I want to investigate like what whose day did I want to know more about and I said oh storm chasers it was kind of immediate because I've always been into uh storms since I was a kid um and so I quit my job really just just a whole series wow. of really smart things to do <laughs> um that's bold it, oh, is it bold. was it was um it was one of those things where I I did it and went oh, oh I did that I did that <laughs> um I quit my job I devoted every all of my time to uh, researching and developing this project and I sent a few emails out and the only person that actually responded and said hey yeah we would love to have this new person just ride around was Chris Sanner who I'm sure I think you guys know a little bit mm -hmm. I'm not sure. yeah. just a little um, bit no. yeah so uh it started last uh last spring and as I uh as I got more uh, in, as I kind of, it's like an onion. I, the storm chasing community is like an onion, and I peeled all these layers, and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Nothing's been done about this. Nothing. No, no one's really like gone in depth from an outsider's perspective into what the storm chasing community is now. So, so that uh, hey, that being said, let me ask you, Connor, what what shocked you? What was one of the things that shocked you the most since you've started doing this about the storm chasing community or um, their diet? Well, that uh, I Chris eats a lot of Subway. Uh, the Tornado mm -hmm. Titans eat a lot of Subway, and trying to find healthy options is definitely interesting. Um, I think w 
the fact that, you know, they don't always see a tornado is one of the things that people don't realize that that's not really, if that's your only goal going out chasing a storm that you're going to be disappointed a lot. Um, I, there are a lot, it's just, there, there's a whole, there's this whole microcosm, the storm chasing community has got their own kind of like set of politics and then own set of, of rules and seeing the way they communicate with one another is, was probably the shot, most shocking thing because an outsider won't see that. Or I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think uh, people are, are surprised. So I know people are definitely interested in that. So it's probably the kind of, uh, little world they have kind of connected by the hub of Twitter. So Connor, kind of walk us through, um, how do you, you know, get in touch with these people? How do you, you know, do you go on storm chases with them? Do you, you know, you know, what, what do you focus on really interviewing them? Do you focus on, you know, interviewing what they think about storms or do you focus on kind of a little bit of both, you know, like how do you kind of get, gather your information about the community? I, um, I, the first, the tornado titans that was the first the first uh time i went out and mm-hmm. that was all me just emailing i was googled i had i knew very little about mm-hmm. the storm chase community i did send an email to uh, jeff duda of storm track because i had purchased uh, a uh, a book by uh jeff vasquez the storm chasing handbook and i thought well i'll read this and he was the first one to kind of tell me that you know you're probably not going to really get anyone who's going to want to just let you into their car yeah, not really yeah, knowing yeah. you don't have any credentials. They don't want you coming in and, and invading their space, which I understood because that's totally a valid thing. Um, but I know it was something about the email that I sent to Chris and Chris emailed me back and I happened to pick uh, the one weekend where it was active. So I was with that able to have some sort of product to show people who might be interested um and uh, through that i kind of through the tornado titans through their web presence and they were a big help in kind of getting the word out and as i planned on coming out the next season i had some people who had expressed interest in in joining and then it's just whoever i meet Whenever I meet someone on the road, I kind of, um, I introduce myself. Most people now are like, oh, we'd love to have you come chase with us. <laughs> so uh, a normal day is uh, usually I'm, I'm trying at least to get on a chase with everyone. It didn't really work out that way this season because there weren't very many storms to chase. No. Um, so it's a very organic thing. I get in the car. I kind of sit in the back, ask them a few questions about what got them interested in storms in the first place, how long they've been chasing. And from there, it just kind of opens up a natural dialogue where you can kind of tell what their process is, how they get to where they're going, what their opinions are. If they ever don't want anything on, on the record. They, you know, I'll say it can be like, strike that from the record. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good about knowing what somebody wouldn't want printed. Not that there's anything like horrible. No one's, no one's like uh, admitting to anything terrible. or anything. <laughs> Yeah, that um, one time that I hit that little kid on the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't supposed to tell people about that, Phil. Uh, but yeah, so it's it, it's um, about kind of getting into their mindset and kind of how they think and trying to make everyone as comfortable as possible and hoping that they don't even know that I'm I'm taking pictures. And this just this last week, I realized that quite a few people did not realize I was actually taking pictures. 
So I, I was, oh, I did my job right. <laughs> Phil being well, one many... of them because Phil was chasing with us. And I told him yesterday, I said, oh, yeah, you're part of the project yeah. now. He I, said, I saw you. I saw you taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful face. I wasn't, I wasn't used to it yet. Hey, so let me ask you this. So you were talking about your goals to find out, as Dina said, with the project is what's misunderstood about chasers. So I guess give us some ideas. What what do you feel to this point anyway with your experience? What do, what do you think's misunderstood? Um, I uh, we actually I think we're going to go into a little bit later too. I think there's just uh, recently um, there's been a lot of bad press about the storm chasing community, and uh, some of it is because of most of it is because of a few choice people. They act up, they get featured on on uh, national news and. The people, people that I've spoken to here on the East Coast, even just trying to get them when I was doing my Indiegogo campaign, a lot of people thought, said to me, well, they're crazy. Why would you, why would you want to chase a story? I don't understand. Why would you, that's just crazy. You're putting yourself in danger. And I had to sit there and explain, oh, you know, some of them really, they do this because it's, it's their passion. It's their hobby. There are, there's a group, the North Texas Storm Spotter, shout out. Um, they use what they get in the field they all their material all their art they use that to to hold community events and educate kids on storm preparedness and severe weather preparedness and it's about trying to offset what his all the negative press that the storm chase community has received in recent years with the positive things that these things that aren't really necessarily ever kind of highlighted I'm curious, Connor, give us, um, so this was your second year. Yes. Let me ask you this. Are you, so are you going back again next year? Is this, are you continuing this project next year? Um, it's, it's really, it's, I do want to, I mean, now that I'm officially saying it right now, I'm, I, my end goal is, is to write a book. I definitely need more to, I need more content right now. Just, seeing as you know i just i just got back yesterday um it's i want to i don't know i definitely won't have the time i won't have the the month and a half that i had this time to do it next year but um uh yeah i definitely do want that is that is definitely a goal is to go back and get a new um get some new perspective go somewhere else so give me an idea so what was the best uh storm so far was it last year this year that you've come across um, it wasn't last. It wasn't this year. It was uh, definitely not this year. Um, it was the my first storm. It was the uh, Leota, Kansas mothership supercell. Wow. Um, oh, you so, never forget your first storm. I'm telling you, especially when, especially when it's that. That was breathtaking. I wa- I walked out and it's just in this open field. There's nothing there. Tornado warning. Literally, population affected was like three. Oh um, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Basically, all the chasers that were there, um, just stepping onto that field and looking up, and all you could see was this this monster, just cloud that looked, you know, it looked so idyllic, and it was so hard to believe that something so beautiful could be so destructive. And it was at that moment, walking onto that field, that I went, "Now I get it. I understand why they do what they do because it was just." Oh, I can still I can still see it if I close my eyes. Nothing like that this year. Everything that this year was a little 
subpar. Disappointing ever since. You ever feel like because you know sometimes when I I guess you know it's a little different for me because I don't have all the gear. But when I go and video a storm or like photograph a storm, I realize like sometimes I'm missing out. You know, do you ever find out that you're like you like miss out kind of on the the best parts of the storm because. Um, you know, you're taking pictures and stuff like that. I, I've noticed that, and that's kind of a bummer sometimes for me. He's in the how, right do you, place. how do you deal with that? It's, no, he's well, in the right place, though, you know. It's interesting because um, when, I'm do, when I do music photography, that's the one thing that I will say is that I'll have artists ask me how the show was, and I'll say, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was yeah, not present at all. Yeah. I was taking pictures. The thing, I don't know if it's because the mindset of me going out when I'm storm chasing is to get the reactions of the storm chasers as they're looking at the storm. But I've always felt that I am really present. And I think it's just because there's just, it takes such a long time for the storm to form. Um, But I don't ever feel like I'm missing out on anything. The only thing probably would be the first tornado that I was able to see that was, visible for more than a second, which was, the, uh, there was a tornado me- near Memphis, Texas last, last May. And it kind of was this like shock where you're not expecting mm-hmm. to see it. I wasn't expecting it. It had taken so long for that storm to cycle. And then all of a sudden this funnel drops and then there's a tornado on the ground. And I'm just, I'm sorry, I just looked at it like this. <laughs> <laughs> and Intense. I expect, well, I expected it to feel a lot different. People like, were like, what does it feel? And I said, it's like, you know, when you watch a, a video of a tornado, like, yeah, it was like it was like that, but it was real life. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, two miles away from the tornado, we weren't very close, but it was just that you're like, oh, there it is. It goes, it's, it's so quick. But I never feel like, um, so far at least, I, I kind of feel actually more present than I normally feel, which is probably better in in the end because I'm kind of also trying to listen to and gauge what is going on with with the actual people because that's something I have to write about later, and I have Connor, a terrible like- memory. It feels different if you're like ten yards from the tornado too. Just like yeah, it hurts. <laughs> maybe a little it bit. Hurts. Yeah. Um, not not definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine that. Uh, it probably sounds different. Probably feels a lot different too physically. So, have you learned a lot about weather since you started all this? I I am I'm starting to pick some things up. Uh, there was a I texted Chris was it last summer because our storm season is around now, except for this. This year, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania had tornadoes in February. So um, yep. I was like, oh, 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 here we go. I was like, oh, tornado warning. And he was like, you have the power. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't know. I, I definitely, I don't think my brain will ever really comprehend the amount of knowledge that these people have to forecast. And all you meteorologists, I can't even, it is, I'm just bad at math to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So just looking at all these numbers, I'm kind of like, I get some of the concepts, and I definitely. You don't actually have to do the math, though. Don't worry. Connor, I've got I've got plenty of books from school that I could send you. I was planning I, on burning them, but I could just send. Yeah. Them if you're not life. gonna, if you're gonna burn them, I, I will take <laughs> them because there's definitely. I would love to. At least get a little bit yeah. better of a hold on it, so I don't. Connor, you wouldn't believe how much math goes on behind the scenes, and how you know how much of my classes was math yeah. actually just learning, you know, doing how doing these calculations. That's. You know, Derive the omega equation, Brady. Really, right I mean, now. Oh my gosh! No, I'll thank you. No, even thank the, you. Even the wind, like the the wind and like the wind oh, directions yeah. and all that stuff. Like, oh yeah, oh that's that's how it is. Like the skew tees that look like uh, people look at it and go, 
Oh, yep. yeah, it looks like we're going to have a tornado. Like, oh, you looked at a picture and that's telling you. That's, that's interesting. I, I'm looking at a, a picture. They're drinking Philly beer first, and they're going, oh, I yeah, mean, I see. But Connor, I, see I mean, keep looking into that stuff. Dirty because water. When, when, you can, when you can look at a scooty and you can be like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you look at it and you just, you know, you can tell that it's going to be a big day. That's, that's really cool. And to be able to do that, it's, you know, it's, it's easier than you'd think. It really I, is. I, I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Although somebody once told me that about knitting. And then after that, said, <laughs> were you dropped on your head as a child? What about this? Don't you understand? Um, so knitting there's definitely, yeah, I mean, if I couldn't t- take up knitting, the, fe- the fact that I was told, even like Brady telling me that he thinks that I could possibly one day pick it up. I, you, you never definitely know. could. Are you kidding me, Connor? I hope it's- so. I hope one day I don't let's just see a picture. Pretty soon you're going to be there with your phone and all the weather apps that we, we even show on, on our show. And like, oh, you'll be looking at radar and looking yeah. at the cells. Looking, oh, that's a hook echo. And that, I mean, that, that stuff I can kind of get. The only thing I would kept pointing to velocity return. And I was, no, that's not it. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I thought that's where I was looking. No, you're here. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So one, I've got one last question Oops. regarding your book. Um, what is... What's the thing at this point? Because obviously it sounds like you still got some work to do, but what it is, is it at this point, Connor, that you're most proud of going, you know what, I've discovered that, or this is something that I've found. This is going to be great. Um, I mean, I've got the, the proud on a personal level is that uh, for somebody like me who um, made a lot of excuses to just like at the end of this time to look back and go, wow, I did all of this just myself. I mean, that was a personal victory for me. Um, you know, I think just, it's, you know, it's, it's so early in the game, but I think that knowing that there are um, storm chasers out there who um, are trying to educate the public and um, knowing that I'm bringing more visibility to that and kind of in a way, bringing the general public th- this knowledge that this is happening and people on the East coast think they're crazy, kind of shifting their, their perspective and telling a story. I think that's what I'm most proud of that. I'm finally doing what I felt. W- the reason I fell in love with photography in the first place was storytelling. So going back to that, I, th- I feel like that's a victory. Also getting to see storms. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Connor, I think what you're doing awesome, because honestly, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there, not only about the storm chaser community, but about meteorologists in general. And I think they need someone to kind of be their advocate and, and kind of tell the real story because so many people just, just don't know what they're talking about because they have never been in those kind of situations. And right. they just assume that these people do it for pure joy or they just assume that these people are crazy. And it's just like they're real people and they – you know, ultimately, you know, a lot of what they do can help, you know, public safety in more ways than people, you know, will ever realize. And, and I will... need somebody to bring beer, too. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't drink and drive because that's illegal. It is. That's right. That's that's not. And I've, Wait, what? Actually, <laughs> by the way, I've found that out the hard way. <laughs> by the way, apparently, I'm no, no shade, Oklahoma, no shade to you. I didn't realize that. Uh, Apparently, if there's a tornado warning, people will still get on the road in Oklahoma inebriated because that's what that's what I saw last Saturday. Really? That's what I did. Really? Someone was drinking and driving there, while they were on the road. Well, they were very obviously inebriated just by the way you could tell by the way that they were, you know, 
on I-35, but just in the center of two lanes. Oh, my God. Are you sure? Are you sure yeah. like, looking up at the storm and driving like, this is cool? <laughs> well, it was, oh, it, was, um, it was 9 p.m., so I would have, if they were, then they weren't seeing anything. Um, and I didn't see the light of a cell phone, and I was just, I mean, people in Oklahoma, they, they get this all the time. So I guess wow. it's just an, another Memorial Day weekend for them. Another Memorial Day weekend. Wow. And that, I will say, that's another interesting thing, coming from the East Coast and seeing this uh, this culture in Oklahoma, uh, and really only in Oklahoma, where they'll say on the news, you'll see this bar graph on the weather, and one of the bar graphs says tornado, and it's, you know, the threat is is either it's this level or it's high, and, and wow. everyone goes a lot about their day. Oh, we might have a tornado. We might not. This There's, is the low threat. Yeah, low well, threat today. That's another day in the middle of May yeah. for Oklahoma. Like, wow! Don't quit cooking my burger on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're flipping it around. I'm going to drink another beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Connor, tell tell you what. Let uh, let our listeners um, know how they can follow you and your project, whether it's on the web or social media. Okay. Um, the website for the project is behindthebearscage.wordpress.com. That's the blog that I try to update as regularly as possible. Stay tuned for more stuff. This this coming, in the next few months, there will definitely be more content up there. Um, on Instagram, I am at behindthebearscage. I'm on the projects on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash behind the bear's cage and i'm on twitter but the thing with twitter is that the username only allows a certain amount of characters and behind the bear's cage was one character too long so uh. it's at bt bear's cage on twitter that sounds like ours <laughs> maz always gets confused because it's our front, front freak Okay, Stormfront freak. Exactly, I was wondering why, and now Didn't, I understand. No, no, no it's because it Phil, Phil just Phil just wanted this podcast just to be just him. Yeah, that's it. He's just and it's he's the he only realized that he had to have other people. Me. It's all about me. <laughs> it's all about Phil. <laughs> all right, well, cool. I, I was going to offer up too if you had a PayPal account to help um, <laughs> supplement your uh, your chase season. Uh, <laughs> that out there too, but we'll. Yeah, uh, there's a. I mean, there's a PayPal link, but. Um, i've i've uh i've chased myself into the ground for this year so <laughs> always stay tuned because it, there's always uh some way to that i i will always Ask love for help. some Assist. financial Good. assistance all right well let's go ahead it's time for our lightning round so this is our speed round of fun questions for our guest and this might be a good call out to our listeners and viewers because we always seem to play game shows now with our lightning round so it's less of a speed round, more of a game show round. So if you think we should change the name, uh, that might be one way for you to, to give us some feedback um, at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. You can email us there. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get started. And I'll give you a little hint to what we're playing. Uh, no deal. That is correct. We're playing, we're playing a little family feud tonight. Time for the feud. I love family feud. All right, so we're playing a little family family feud, and what we're going to do uh, is the theme is going to be Star Wars related. If you can't tell, Connor is a Star Wars fan. Hold on. 
and and leave it to me. So this is the second time in the last three shows that our uh, lightning round has been based on Star Wars. Uh, because if someone likes Star Wars, we're going to do something Star Wars. So here's hey, well, my Well, he'll be a part of your family, Connor, because here's how we're going to play this. So it's Family Feud. And, and, and I thought the only good way to play this game uh, to make it fair, because I think the rest of the freaks suck at Star Wars. What, what? the heck? Based hey. on, come on. Oh, I don't know about that. Based on the last show, you guys weren't so hot. Uh, so I'm going to have the freaks be their own family. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Connor and Darth Vader. You're going to be the other family. Okay. Skywalker. Um, and so the best way to play this, because we can't do hand buzzers and who buzzed in first. We don't have that ability. So I'm going to leave it to Connor. Connor gets control. And we're only doing one round here, okay? But so, Connor, and to explain to our, our other listeners that might not know Family Feud, you have control. So what that means um, is you're going to be able to either uh, keep control, and there's going to be 10 answers on the board, and you got to pick all 10 to win okay. before you get your third strike or your okay. third wrong answer, okay? If you get a third strike or a third, third wrong answer, uh, it's going to go over to the Freaks family, and all they have to do is pick one of the correct answers that's still left on the board, and they win. Okay. If they don't pick one, they only get one chance. If they don't pick one, then you still end up winning. Okay. So it's- or the other option is you can give control to the freaks, knowing they're maybe not so good <laughs> at Star Wars. Whoa. They might not be able to get all ten answers before their third strike, so control would go back to you, and you would only have to pick one of the remaining to win. Okay. So, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, top 10 answers on the board, Connor. Okay. All right. Name, name EmpireOnline.com's greatest Star Wars movie characters. So top 10 greatest Star Wars movie characters according to EmpireOnline.com. You can't look it up. Do you want to take control or do you want to pass? I'm going to take control. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's going to take control. All right. So he's going for oh. it. All right. So here we go. Top 10 answers on the board. Give us one of the greatest Star Wars movie characters. Darth Vader. And that would be correct. He is number two. He is number two. All right, give me another one. Yoda. Uh, That would be correct. He is number nine. So Uh, you have Darth Vader and Yoda. Yoda's number nine? That's crap. Yoda should be... (laughs) That guy was a boss. Now, is this... How recent is this? This covers all the movies. Covers all... Okay. All Up the to movies. Rogue, even Rogue One? Yes, even Rogue One. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, too late to back out now, buddy. <laughs> so. All right, so you got two, so go ahead. Time's, time's clicking. I would hope, I would hope, Princess Leia. That would be yeah. correct. She oh, is good. number four. Okay. Number four. four. Darth Vader, um, Princess Leia, Yoda so far. Han Solo? He is number one. He is number Ooh, two. They saved him. That's why. All Not right. anymore. He's dead. Well, it keeps they rip- saved him then. It. <laughs> so, R two D two. R two D two is oh. number eight. Wow. Correct. Beep, Good. Beep. You got. You still have number three, five, six, seven, and ten. Oh, I know number ten. <laughs> oh yeah. I hope it's not. Uh, I hope it doesn't start with a J. Um, oh. Luke. Luke Skywalker. And Luke is number three. So very good. So you're down to five, six, seven, and ten. Five, six, seven, and ten. Five, six, seven, and ten. 
But I see I've got to be very Greatest strategic. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. Ricardo Lorenzo Lamas. Okay. Chewbacca. 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 Chewbacca is. I was thinking that. These Star Wars fans, they get very choosy. They get very choosy. And I want to make sure that I'm not going to. down. You only got three left six, seven, and ten. Wow. Three left. Okay. Six, seven, and ten. And I've got. And I've got all seven movies plus Rogue One. Okay. Um, because I'm not looking at what, your phone, are you? What? Looking at my handwritten li- list. <laughs> yeah, that was um, just a storm checker check. That's all. C3PO is not one of them. So that's your first strike. Oh, All right. How rude! No one likes Repio. He's, he's, uh, I do. Yeah, that's a, he's, he's very he's logical. A comic relief. Yeah. He's a comic All relief. right. Uh, BB-8. BB-8 is. Yes. Oh. He is number six. Oh wow. Number six. wow. So you got one wow. strike, and you're down to seven and ten. All right. Um. So you've already you said Han Solo. Yeah. You know you want to say it. Princess Leia. Come on, Connor. R2D2 and Yoda. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi is not on the list. Actually, just to be honest, I think he was number 11 because this was a list of like 50. Oh, he's not in the top 10. Oh, I thought Obi-Wan. So it's a list of 50. Yeah. Okay. That makes all right. So oh, women. that doesn't change anything. Shut up. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> that there are fifty other there. You got you got two spots. strikes and you There's got seven and ten left. Um. Okay. Two, two okay. Strikes. Okay. Okay. Uh, seven and ten. Lando Calrissian. Unfortunately, Ooh. no. He he would be my number one actually, but uh, he was the not number in the top one? man. So uh, so here we go. So control freaks. goes over to the freaks. You guys have one choice. Uh, you guys can talk amongst yourself, and you get one choice. Seven and ten are still open. Guys. Han Solo, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, BB-8, R2-D2, and Yoda are already on the board. I know number ten. And the I, Emperor. I know number ten, but I, I'm oh, not going to say it. because it's Can we say it? Can we talk what? here? What is it? You can talk. You can so talk. It could be quick. like either Anakin or the Emperor. Boy, the Emperor, maybe. Although I've got number ten, guys. Don't worry. You guys. Okay, Brady, what is seven. it? You got to say what it. What is it then? We, just trust it. me. Just trust me. I'm gonna nail this one. What does All that right. mean? Trust me. Just trust me. I'm gonna Didn't nail we it. trust you in like episode four or something of this. <laughs> Luke, Maybe. Trust your feelings, right? All right. What's your answer? That? What's your answer? Number ten is Jaja Binks. Oh, why would no. you do that? Is that what? your answer? Yes. No. 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 no! No! Thank God! God. He's involved oh, in this eighth movie. He's, no. be, he's Professor Connor. Snope, or whatever it's called. It's like, don't say it. All right. Connor, Connor is our winner of our Star Wars. Thank you, Brady! Right, who was it? Who were they? Oh, uh, okay. I'm sure Palpatine was one of them. <laughs> I guarantee you it wasn't Jar Jar. It wasn't Jar What list are you looking at? He's everybody hated Jar Jar. That is the worst. All right. Number seven. Number seven on the board. Anybody you think Emperor. was Boba Fett? Boba oh, Fett. Okay, yeah. I can't oh, believe you didn't get Boba Fett. More than Jaja Binks. And oh, number God, yeah. And number ten on the board is from The Force Awakens. 
Ray. Kylo Ray. Kylo Ren. Uh, Kylo Ren. Wow. Personal opinion is Ray Ray should have been up in that. Yeah. Yeah. I would have got it wrong too. But Jar Jar, come on. Anyway, great great job, Connor. Great job. Yay. Yeah, well done. (laughs) I wasn't even a small cash prize, right, Phil? Yep, he wins pride. That's, that's, what, that's what we hand out. I win lumps and a, a, a Darth Vader. Bobble and they didn't have Padme on there. <laughs> Princess Amidala. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey Brady, what's you, up? You do you do some local chasing on your free time, right? Every now and then, yeah, I try and get out. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You should check out SevereStreaming.com. Do you have Do you have oh, a laptop? Wow. You know, I I think I might, but I'm not sure. Okay, I just it's simple yes or no question. Do you have yes. an HD webcam or camcorder? No. Okay, Wait. well, th- you could just pick up a webcam. HD webcam is pretty easy. Okay. Do you have a cellular data plan? I do, yes. You do? Okay, well, that, those are the only three things you need because if you do, severestreaming.com is going to go ahead and provide the rest to get your GPS location Ooh. and your live video online and available for sale whenever you're out chasing. So for over 10 years, Severe Studios has been a leader in the chaser industry. They were the first to offer pro streaming accounts. They've got over 1,000 storm chasers that have signed up with them to broadcast severe weather live in the field. So Brady, let you, you got to let these experts help you get started. Even if you're okay. not a full-time chaser, you can still live stream. And, and if you catch some good stuff, sell your video. So that's severe except streaming. To except to you. Except to except me. Me. But that's what severe streaming. That <laughs> hey, let me finish our, our promotion here. This is severestreaming.com from severe studios. Tell them that the storm front freaks sent you. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a short break. Our podcast listeners will hear the latest edition of the Titans U Minute with Chris Sanner, but don't leave because we'll be right back with Connor and the Freaks to discuss if storm chasers should embrace a safety certification. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Sanner. Chasing during the day is hard enough. You have to decipher a constantly in motion storm structure, manage roads, and deal with the potential traffic hazards around a storm. So it should be no surprise when I say chasing at night is where expert mode comes in to play with storm chasing. As Phil found out when he chased with us on May 27th in southern Oklahoma, chasing at night is its not for the faint of heart. As we observed a rapidly strengthening area of rotation near Ringling, Oklahoma, we had only the lightning to illuminate the storm's features. Chasing at night safely requires you to know your storm structure and be comfortable with having some distance from a storm. On a balmy, humid, and hazy night, like May 27th, we had to be a little closer than, well, than I normally would like. As the storm's area of rotation grew closer and closer, I knew something was probably lurking under the updraft as the storm had a pretty classic HP tornado producer look to it. A lightning flash suddenly perfectly lit up a large cone tornado, which we were able to show on air and report on. But it wasn't easy. We were able to stay safe because we had a comfortable distance from the storm, a good viewing angle to the south and east, and we were able to have the tornado backlit by lightning. Getting close to a tornadic storm at night is a very dangerous maneuver, and one I wouldn't recommend anyone of any skill level take on. When chasing at night, you have to wait for the lightning flashes, keep your distance, and most of all, you need to stay patient, because storms at night are much more dangerous 
than storms during the day. For more severe weather safety info and spotter training guides, check out TitanU at TornadoTitans.com. Also, look us up on social media. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. All right, welcome back. We just found out uh, not only do we have moms that watch and listen, but we have our aunts that watch and listen too. So that's awesome. We, God, this is awesome. Anyway, uncles, where are the uncles? (laughs) Right, where are the where are the guys? I don't get asleep in their like Barco lounger. So let's get into our discussion a little bit. So every year, uh, it seems during the severe season in the plains, storm chaser safety is in question, and Connor mentioned that a little bit. Whether it's complaints, accidents and even deaths that are being reported, it always raises the question, should the storm-chasing community embrace some form of safety certification or training or recognition or something like that? Now, the question and the challenge here becomes number one um, that I found is chasers, they don't want to be regulated or policed, which is understandable, right? They, they want the freedom. I want to go chase, right? So they don't want to be regulated or policed by anybody. That's a challenge. So the question is, how how would it be enforced? So if someone is safety certified, how do you enforce it uh, if they have that certification? And if they don't want to be regulated? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that's that's one question to talk about. The other thing that I was always thinking about, so in regards to that, a lot of all of us, I think, or most of us are storm spotters, right, as well. We've gone through the National Weather Service you know, two-hour storm spotter training class. Um, a class? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but a lot, you can do it online. I've seen people that do it online as well. Would, would chasers be willing to attend a two-hour class or if it were provided online? Is that something they'd, they'd you think, maybe be open to do? Um, think about where else you get certifications. I think about this all the time. You get first aid, CPR certifications. Um, does someone enforce that? No, it's just I've learned a skill, right, that I can help somebody. But if 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 I didn't do it right or if, if I was off a little bit on my breathing and my compressions, you know, I, I'm no one is enforcing that to go, well, you you know, you did it off just a little bit. You know, if I did the best I could, but at least I was trained to be able to do that. So one of the things I was thinking about is what, what about a checklist? So if, if chasers don't want to have to go through a class or go through whatever to get some certification and they don't want someone to enforce it. How about a checklist where I can be a a safety certified storm chaser and I just, I've got that tag, but what I did to earn it was, you know what, I, maybe I I got my first aid CPR license, right. Um, Or certification. So aftermath of severe weather, I can help people. I'm trained to be able to help people, revive people, first aid, whatever. Obviously, maybe driver's license, you'd hope, is part of the checklist. Uh, Maybe they've attended the National Weather Service spotter training, right? So I've got that. Uh, Maybe there's an online session that they take. But once I've completed that checklist, all it means is now I can claim that I'm safety certified because I've taken a few extra steps to be aware of safety. Um. The other thing, so I'm, I'm throwing all these ideas out here. You guys can always jump in. But here, here's the other thing, and, and, and Connor, you would know this, you know, even being out in Oklahoma this past weekend, um, people look at chasers like rock stars. They, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that you saw it too when we were in that parking lot that the Chickasaw Travel Stop, people started to come up to Chris and never, asking everywhere from uh, what, are we in danger? Is this, are we going to see any weather to actual 
there was actually a fan or somebody who walked up to Chris and and kind of waited until he, he was talking to Eugene, one of the uh, Tornado Titans, and was kind of waiting there for him to stop speaking. And it was like, hey, uh, uh, I'm this person. I met you another time. And um, yeah, especially um, especially in Tornado Alley, it's almost like they, um, yeah, rock stars is a, the correct term. So, I so think. My, thought, my thought on that is this, is if, if there's a checklist, there's a safety certification checklist, and once you've completed the checklist, you just, you send it in to, to whoever, whatever, you know, would do this to, to get your safety certification. And, and all you do is you get the tag. It's like, I'm, I'm a storm spotter. Cause all I did is I went to a two hour national weather service and, and listened to a little bit about that. Right. Right. So, I, so now I've got that training. Well, if I'm a storm chaser, because I've heard some people say, I don't want this certification. And, but, but these are the same ones that bitch about the other chasers that are out there parking in the middle of the road or, or, mm-hmm. or with their flashers on, you know, in the middle of the night, blinding everybody else and, right. and all this stuff going on. To me, if I'm a chaser, I would, I would embrace that, that checklist or that certification because if I'm a more well-known chaser, some of the, the backyard weekend chasers would go, oh, you know, so-and-so has it or this person has it. Maybe I should get it too. And if that right. helps to create a safer environment, that's good for everybody. Right. Now, there's no one to enforce it necessarily. I mean, there's no one that would go, well, okay, I saw him doing this and doing this and doing. It's just I've, I've done this, this, and this on a certain checklist that certifies me by whatever governing body or by whatever group or whatever, right, that says I'm safety certified. Yeah, and I think that the difficulty would actually be the actual trying to enforce it. It's nearly right. impossible. I, I don't think you yeah. would be able. Even to. the threat. And I don't think you would. There are. I mean, there, there's little. There are murmurs of uh, certain local officials and emergency management officials talking about uh, trying to ban storm chasing, and it's just not something that you can ever really. Yeah. You can, it would never be able to enforce that. Um, but I think that uh, that for the people, these people who are um, kind of those outliers that are, are poorly behaved. I, I wrote down one word and that is uh, hubris, which is, oh, I think that, careful with those big words. well, I think <laughs> that for us, there's a certain group who feel like they're invincible and that uh, no matter what, uh, what happens, they think, Oh, well, it's not going to happen to me. And it's almost like, I hate like it, how, how many people have to die before, people realize that you have to, it's all about like being like paying attention to the road and, and not being distracted. It's, it's their basic traffic laws that I think because of, I don't know what it is personally, but you've seen people I've seen personally, I've seen people kind of pass a a double yellow line to get in front of a whole group of storm. Uh, The other day when we were stuck behind a whole, a whole train of storm chasers and there was a, a whole convoy of about three chase vehicles. There were these big vans and there was a green light. And one of the, these vans just stopped at the green light because two of his partners were behind the vehicle that I was in. So the vehicle that, that uh, Phil was in, we ended up getting separated by probably 15 minutes just because one hmm. person decided to not follow the rules of the road so that they could keep their group together. So it's stuff like that being kind of using 
common sense too, I think is, is an issue with not all of them, obviously mm-hmm. not all of them, because I'm trying to show that that doesn't happen. But unfortunately, I think one of the issues is that everyone needs to know that whatever they do reflects the entire storm chasing community as a whole. So you might think I can go and do this, cross a double yellow, run the stop sign. If someone gets it on camera or you cause an accident, it's going to be on the news and it's Mm -hmm. going to make the entire hobby suffer for that. And I think there's just that thing that the, the hubris being, you know, I wrote that, wrote down the definition (laughs) personality (laughs) of extreme or foolish pride or dangerous overconfidence. And I think that the dangerous overconfidence is, is uh, something that, uh, a handful of of people in this community, as Phil said, the weekend chasers might have. You so, know, I had one question. Like, it might be worth it if we could make it worthwhile for a storm chaser. So, say you get certified, maybe then, um, just like say people get a seal at AMS. If you're mm-hmm. in some kind of database, then hey, maybe that will bring your insurance down, so that will save yeah. you money. Ah. Maybe that will allow you to take money to take people on storm chasing tours, you know, um, if you make it worthwhile, especially when it comes to money, you know, where you could save money or make money, then it might be worth somebody to do it. Sure. And I'm, I'm going to bring, bring a couple other things in here. It's been a hot topic on the YouTube, uh, chat. Um, Jason, Richard, Christine, a couple others also agree that CPR and first aid ought to be a prerequisite for this kind of thing. I think they're on board. Uh, a lot of people are with that. But as you were talking about making it worthwhile, um, let's see, it was Jason says, if law enforcement would be willing to allow someone with this certification past roadblocks like they do a media pass, every chaser and their mom would be on board. So if you That's talk about something point. worth yeah. making it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think, I think too, another good point is um, like, you know, how the, you know, in the TV industry, the AMS seal people, you know, look at those people and say, you know, they're a credible source. I trust them. That can be exactly the same thing with storm chasers. You know, when they're giving these reports, not only are they a storm spotter, but they also have this chaser certification where that, you know, the, 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 the national weather service people can trust it more, but also the people in the media realm, you know, like Dina, where you work, if yeah. you saw, Hey, you know, this storm chaser is going to post this, you know, I can maybe, you know, give what they're saying more credibility, maybe even get them on the air, maybe even get right. them on, you know, a video and maybe only put those people that have that certification, maybe only That's put the information point. out there, you know, only like if you were to interview on the weather channel, you know, you, someone comes to you without the seal, you know, put them on. And then yeah. you got the same thing with like, maybe they can, if they're certified, maybe they can work more with uh, emergency management, you know, or the NWS to get, um, good reports they know they're getting good reports they know it's a tornado um and so forth they know exactly where they are because they know how to check their location but Mm -hmm. you know all these things would would i know in twitter you know there's ways to you know i i don't know if it's called getting certified or having some verification verification yeah yeah but yeah if you do that then yeah and i could even like being in the media, I can even have these people up on my tweet deck, watch them. And, you know, but then, then it opens up a whole new world of, Hey, I can, I can talk to NWS. I could talk to emergency management. I could talk to media and media is where you can make some money. Although right. emergency management and NWS is more, you know, for people's safety in general. So 
And I think and, there's definitely, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and if you, you know, like if you charge, like for the AMS that when I was in, it was like a hundred bucks or something like that. If a portion of those proceeds go somewhere to maybe like disaster relief or something, education, that, you know, it's a self-fulfilling, you know, prophecy there where you kind of just continue to fulfill it. It's a good one. Ultimately, I think it, it comes down to, because those are all great ideas. I think ultimately what it comes down to is there's got to be, you know, a handful or a couple of at least well-known, you know, chasers that have been doing it for a long time that are willing to take pride in trying to create a safe environment and promoting a safe environment um, to, to buy into it. Because I think once, once you get some buy-in, then that's when all of the weekend chasers and the local chasers and, and the, you know, the, um, you know, the weekend athletes, you know, what do you call the people that just play softball on the weekend? Or weekend warriors. Weekend warriors, right? Yeah. That's when all of those folks that probably have just as much of an impact, if not a bigger impact, because there's probably more of them than there are more regular chasers, right? That's when they will start to buy in. And what and the great thing about that then is now you start it just as as Maz was talking about it starts to build on itself mm-hmm. in having this uh, safe promotion now now it's becoming a PR movement of safety and as Connor was talking about you know that's where a lot of the bad press is coming from you, you start creating that environment and people can start taking pride in that without having to have some, I got to be regulated and licensed Mm -hmm. and and all this kind of stuff. It's just a matter of some simple things that gives you, even if it's just the title, but the title promotes safety. And that creates that environment of thinking safety and doing safety. And it just becomes a bigger, important factor in my opinion. And if it's a cool bumper sticker. (laughs) I get a cool bumper sticker with it. Flashing lights on it and everything. Uh, well, and I, I've one one last thing to add is uh, there's this word the term that's thrown around Twitter a lot. And it's chaser police, and I just say don't be don't be afraid to be to call people out if they're behaving badly because you are by calling out bad behavior you could be saving an innocent person's life. And I'm not even trying to make a mountain out of a molehill or anything. But if you're on the road and you're you're being careless or uh, something like that, then you um, it's something that you should, you should call out. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid afraid to be called out. Yeah. And it won't solve all the problems. There's still going to be issues, but you're it's the promotion of a safe environment is what you start creating uh, with, with that kind of scenario, but go ahead and we, we, we want you all to tell us what you think. You can comment by email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Uh, or just find us on Twitter or Facebook. And uh, we always like to share some of those responses or ideas on our next show. So as a listener or viewer, we, we always want you to be able to enjoy all these great guests that we have every show without you having to support us financially with all the costs of, of running a podcast. So what we ask is we ask you to support our partners like weatherproshop.com. Uh, what a great source for sky-worn weather spotter merchandise and reference tools. These guys have embroidered T-shirts, polos, caps for men and women. They have report logs and great laminated reference guides for spotters and chasers. Uh, they'll even do custom orders and volume discounts for uh, chaser or spotter organizations 
or even for city and county governments, okay? Um, one thing I found out is right now, if you go to weatherproshop.com, you can save $5 when buying a Skywarn shirt and hat together at the same time. And as we mentioned before, new customers setting up an account, uh, they're going to give you an automatic 5% discount off your order. But for a limited time, and this part is expiring really soon, Stormfront Freaks listeners, you'll get an additional 5% off at checkout when you enter the code STORM, S-T-O-R-M. Enter that code, you'll get another 5% discount on your order. So there's absolutely no reason Hmm. uh, not to visit and support our partner, weatherproshop.com. So we're going to go ahead and take our final break. Uh, listeners will hear Brady's Storm School. The rest of you watching can refill your drinks. And when we come back, it's time for our Weather Fools and WX Resources. This is Storm School, where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them. Some topics we'll cover will things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class is in session. Hello once again, guys. I'm Brady. On this week's episode of Storm School, we're going to talk about the difference between a shelf cloud and a wall cloud. Now, this oftentimes is the most common misconception um, in all of meteorology, actually. You you wouldn't believe, um, Elston watches and warnings, you wouldn't believe how many people get wall cloud and shelf cloud mixed. You know, they're both clouds, but... You know, they both signify very different outcomes. They're both associated with thunderstorms. Um, that's a similarity. Um, but else than that, you know, in the fact that they're involved in downdrafts or they're caused really by, you know, a mixture of downdrafts and updrafts, depending on which cloud you're talking about, that's really the only similarity. So let's start off with the shelf cloud. So shelf cloud is a cloud that, you know, usually is spread out in a straight line or often can, can even be curved um, around the leading edge of a thunderstorm. Um, it's, it's at the leading edge of a thunderstorm's outflow. So oftentimes when there's a storm coming, it's a very, if it's a very strong storm, it's a very strong line of storms. It'll often have a shelf cloud out in front of it, out in front of the rain shaft. And it'll often be tilted away from the rain. And the reason for that is, you know, when the, where the rain is falling, that's a downdraft, um, in a very strong downdraft that can actually, you know, the winds flowing down to the ground, um, that can actually cause the cloud to, you know, bow a little bit outwards and, and kind of slant a little bit towards the area without rain. Another reason why it's slanted like that is because not only is the downdraft causing it um, to, you know, go from just straight vertical to, you know, about a 45 degree angle facing towards the ground, is the fact that there's also an updraft. There's warm, moist air that is riding along that downdraft um, and actually you know, cooling and condensing. And that's really what's causing the formation of that cloud is that warm air hits that, that downdraft cool air. It cools and the water vapor in it condenses into a cloud. So that's a shelf cloud. Um, usually, you know, when a shelf cloud's coming and it's right on top of you, you're usually getting a very strong cold wind and that's signifying the downdraft air um, that's really causing that. Uh, shelf cloud. Now, what exactly is a wall cloud? So, a wall cloud is often associated with supercells and tornadic thunderstorms. Um, it's not at the leading edge of a thunderstorm. It's actually um, 
it's basically under the storm's updraft base. So wherever the 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 storm has its updraft, it's actually the, it signifies the area of its strongest updraft. So there'll be warm, moist air flowing into the wall cloud, then up into the thunderstorm. Um, it tends to slant towards precipitation cores. So if you have your rain, you know, if you have rain to the right, it will actually slant and tilt to the right. Oftentimes, you know, it can be tornadic, it means it, which means it can be rotating in a circular fashion. That's something that shelf clouds don't do. Shelf clouds just move straight at you, depending on um, they move in the direction of thunderstorm. Wall clouds will actually rotate. Um, and you know, you can see, um, some, just look up on you, uh, um, look up on the internet, really the difference between a wall cloud and a shelf cloud. Um, they're very, very, very different. A shelf cloud is oftentimes signifying the, you know, the passage of a, or the beginning of a thunderstorm, whereas a wall cloud is often associated with tornadoes. So if you see a wall cloud, you're going to want to watch out because you know, that could produce a tornado, um, really at any time. Um, so that's the difference between a shelf cloud and a wall cloud. Um, once again, I encourage you to take a look at pictures. Um, that'll give you a really good idea of the description. Thanks for joining me, and uh, let's get back to the podcast. We're back. We're going to do weather resources. Let's <laughs> go to Brady. Why not? He's just still talking. So, away, Brady. <laughs> well, here we go. My weather resource is going to be kind of specific, and it's going to be mainly to uh, broadcast meteorologists who are kind of making their own product, kind of like I did. Um, it's a radar. It's um, a telecast. It's a website. First of all, they have, you know, it's a lot like weather.com or an AccuWeather where you can get your local forecast. Um, but not only that, but they have a radar where you can actually, um, you know, it's a GIF format. So you can actually basically copy and paste it onto your own slides. Um, now, it's it's not the best radar, but it's a lot better than having no radar. And mm-hmm. I used that through school um, when I was trying to make my own forecast um, for our local TV station. So any young students out there, look at Intellicast um, to get some Get some radar action that you can actually use in your own broadcasts. Ooh. I thought you were going to be like, use old microwave ovens and you use can old your microwave. own radar. No, no. Yeah. Well, you can, yeah. but I wouldn't recommend it, if, yeah, especially if you're living in a dorm and you don't want to catch anything on fire. So is that uh, Intellicast.com? Yeah, it's, it's www.intellicast.com. You can go, and I used uh, to work for them. Oh, no way. Really? Well, it's, it's WSI, which is now part okay. of the weather company. and okay. yeah, I used to work for them. I used to quality control that radar. Wow. Well, that's the only radar that I found that I I can actually use um, in my forecast, you know, without making a a gift by hand, basically. Mm. So it's another corporation gobbled up by another. All right, Dana, your turn. All right. So mine, I'll share my screen here. Although I don't know if you need to see it, but this is part of the National Weather Service. And this is the public information statement page. So mainly what happens is this, you go down the list and this shows all the National Weather Service uh, offices. Ah, And what's nice about this is that if you click on it, you'll get the public information statement. So if there are tornadoes, it'll tell you if it was confirmed. And this is a good place to go if you want to get like snowfall totals, rainfall totals, um, anything really that, um, you know, you want to send out to them specifically. So... um, it's also a great place, I, Brady, to send. If I live to. here, like I live here in Atlanta, so I would probably even bookmark Peachtree City, which is the Atlanta one, and then I can read it all the time mm-hmm. and kind of keep up on it. Speaking of peaches, rip, rip that, dang! 
Sorry. What? Eighty percent. Eighty percent of the peaches have been destroyed this season, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, have they? Oh yeah, in Georgia, yeah, eighty percent of the peach crop um, was. Oh, I didn't even know that. Learn something every day. Bill, do you feel like they're having their own conversation without us? Yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. 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 If, if, if it were interesting, peaches. I'd enjoy it. But oh yeah, my gosh, so you know what? It'll be interesting right. when you go to the grocery store and your peaches so my, are. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. I, I like peaches. I just don't eat a lot of them. All right. Hands so my my, uh, my weather resource. I assume that was a segue mass to me. Yes. Um, my weather resource is, and we brought this up before, College of DuPage, and their website. They got a great website with all the models. Yep. Awesome. And everything else. However, you may not know they also have, uh, at least on uh, iPhone, they have an app, uh, the Next Lab uh, Models app, which is all from the College of DuPage. Oh, no way. It basically offers all the same. Uh, and here's the. Uh, the, the <laughs> I'm downloading this right it, it, now. Yeah. So all the models. And I used that this weekend when I was in Oklahoma looking at all the models. Uh, the T's, they got the T-skew uh, diagrams. Skew T, did you say T-skew? I did, sorry. Oh, my God. Another podcast, Phil. Come on. I know, but hey. I don't know. Phil, I got to see the name of this again. I've done worse. I've done worse. It is the Next Lab models for iPhone. Next Lab. So just look up Next Lab. Yeah, I found it. As soon as you wrote it, like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's right there. So anyway, all all the models you want to see, all that kind of stuff, it's all right there. Um, It's good. Sweet. Done. That's awesome. Is that dot com? Uh, no, it's an app. So none of it's dot com. You actually go to your iPhone and and they might have it for Android. I don't know. But if you're on, if you have an iPhone, just go to your app store, look up next lab, N E X L A B. And it's right there. It's free. Uh, there's some sweet stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love this. I I look at this page every day, but I haven't used the app before. So it's quicker than than trying to at least pull it up on your iPhone, pulling up the website. Yeah. Yeah. And searching everything there because it's designed to be right on your phone. So it's cool. (laughs) So anyway, all these great resources, uh, we'll have them posted on our episode 28 show notes located at stormfrontfreaks.com. So uh, if you didn't get that, we'll just post it on our show notes. Just look episode 28. All right, Brady. All right, guys. Well, it's time for our Weather Fools, where we're going to go into something that might have happened in the past week or month. Um, It has to do with weather, and it is very silly or even downright stupid. I'm going to (laughs) do some videos. Uh, We'll post them all on our page after the show is over. Um, But, Dina, take away. What is your Weather Fool this week? All right. I'm going to share my screen. Now, this is a quick one, but it's funny. This guy, he starts off. He's out there (laughs) in the box. And it, he goes outside in a nice day, and then this big bug flies in front of him, and he screams like a <laughs> tiny <laughs> child. And the funny thing is, like, the whole time he's doing this, I'm like, close your mouth. Close your <laughs> oh mouth. It's going to fly right in your mouth. You get a great <laughs> herb photo off of Oh, man, that's funny. So I think that, that was just it was short and sweet, but it was it was cute. That face reminds me of my dad when he sleeps. He sleeps with his mouth open like that. Looks like a dirt face. Oh, that's a dirt face. That's a dirt face. There you go. Exactly. All right, Phil, what is your weather fool this week? All right, so my weather fool is actually a video uh, that I found on AccuWeather. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, good old AccuWeather video. Oh, let's hear this one. It was actually a video of an individual 
that uh, it said a student at the University of Plymouth in the UK had gone outside with his friends to Snapchat a storm on May 30th when a gigantic bolt of lightning came within meters of striking them. So watch. Watch. Watch for it. Wait for it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And they, 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 oh, look at that. Holy crap. That's cool. <laughs> so uh, take uh, lightning safety, highly, highly important, everybody. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Do not, do not go out in a lightning storm and try and videotape it. Or, hey, or, or, my last Storm School episode, if you guys check it out, it's got some, got some good tips, got some good right. myths. Yeah, I, wonder, uh, I wonder if their, uh, the hair on their arms stood up, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I'd have did. to imagine a lot stood up. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. A little scary there. Oh, yeah, there's, there's some positive energy flowing through there. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can check check those out again. Uh, go to stormfrontfreaks.com. Look at our episode 28 show notes. And if you want Brady's Storm School on Lightning Safety, that was episode 27. Um, all right. So I'm going to turn it over to MJ. MJ, got any listener uh, questions, comments? Hey, we got, uh, as, as I said earlier, we had a very active uh, YouTube chat going on during the discussion uh, period. So that uh, sparked some interest in folks. So we thank everybody for participating in that. And then uh, we got a uh, tweet from Rob H. last week, about last week or uh, two weeks ago show, said, uh, Rob H. said, great show this week. Just watched it. The breaks were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Keep getting great guests. And he gave us a suggestion. P.S. Bud Bottles. So there we go. Bud Bottles? Like Bud, Bud Light? I'm guessing Budweiser. he's a distributor. Come on. Ah, yeah. he is. We'll do it. You know what? Hey, if you send them to us for free, we'll put <laughs> right. all the bud bottles on the shelf. That's right. There we go. Brady will keep them on his shelf unopened, right? But- <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Right. Next time we get together, I challenge you to drink off, Mass. Let's go. Oh, that'll be great. Let's go. Dina's drink specifically. What are you, oh pick on God, senior citizens, that. too? What's going on? <laughs> senior Oh, my God. Yeah, good one. All right, so that yeah, I think yeah. that about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast and our Stormfront Freaks Raw. So thanks for listening and watching. And and again, guys, if you enjoy the show, uh, please leave us a review on your Apple Podcasts app. Um, and 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 the other thing too is if you do that, I mentioned this uh, on another episode. We want to reward you if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave your Twitter handle. I'll follow up with you, and we'll send you an MP3 of our opening uh, song to our show because we've heard that uh, some people have used it on their telephone as a, as a ringtone on their cell phone. Nice. You used what to call me Brady, on my cell um, phone. <laughs> Brady cat Brady will send you a call me on my cell phone. And and uh, that's beautiful. Remember to uh, subscribe on your podcast app of choice so you get the latest content the minutes it's released. Uh, special thanks to our guest uh, today, Connor Clancy. Uh, our next episode. So here's our next episode in two weeks. It's on June fifteenth, nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central. We'll be with Hurricane Chaser and creator of HurricaneTrack.com. Mark Suddeth uh, is going to be on. And, guys, he, this is awesome. Nice. He, he, yeah. He's the guy that does a lot of the uh, cams, the web web broadcast cams and sensors. When a hurricane is coming, he, he travels the coast, puts out these cameras, and companies like the Weather Channel and, and uh, stream these, stream his wow. videos of live uh, hurricanes 
as well. So we got him coming on. It's perfect because I think today, June 1st, officially started. That's it. Officially. Hurricane season. Go to stormfrontfreaks.com or our YouTube channel if you want to watch that live. So for MJ, Maz, Brady, and Dina, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Can't take him anywhere. I don't even know what you're singing. I don't even know <laughs> what. <laughs> Is he playing the recording? I don't win that holiday. Be. You are your own man. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices, zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.